This is the uh, UCAP Daily, episode 298, Bravo. And uh, Yay! the whole gang is here. We got like a huge crowd. This is, uh, we're at the, we're at the uh, hotel here. We're in uh, Jeb's room, hiding out from the wind. We forgot to charge admission, but we're going to charge the exit. Exit fee. Yeah, usually, yeah. You can get it better. Yeah, it works better that way. Uh, let's see if I can do this. So, so I'm Jack Hodgson. We've got Dave Higgin here. Jeb Burnside's here. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, Randy Dufoe is here. James Winbrandt is here. Our old buddy uh, Craig Barnett is here. Gretchen and Gretchen is here. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, we're just it's, so it's the uh, well, it's the end of our second sort of full day here. Yeah. And uh, uh, you were working hard hard at work on the newspaper today. Uh, all all of us were, but especially you, David. Everybody everybody was hard at work on the newspaper today because today is the first deadline, mm-hmm. and tomorrow's the first paper. And then the show starts on Monday. Yeah. You'll be happy to hear that when I was interviewing people out in the North 40 this morning, they all said they were all very concerned to know when the first newspaper was. They said, do I have to wait till Monday or is there one on Sunday? I'm going, this Sunday. They're good. They liked that. So, you know, the, we'll pass that on to the powers that be. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that eight day, eight papers for a seven day show is continues to, to work well with the, with the, with the people yeah. who come here. So, uh, you probably didn't get out very much, David, today. Uh, Jeb, did you get out and about at all today? A little bit. What did you see? What's going on today? Just more setup. Um, saw a bunch of airplanes landing, uh, typical confusion, and, and you know people going zigging when they should have been zagging and, and whatnot. I understand there was a Mooney that uh, had a rather hard landing as part of the Mooney mass arrival, and from a distance I saw it being trucked away. It looked like damage to both wingtips, and I couldn't tell what else. Um, everybody walked away. Everybody walked away. Yeah. That's, that was my understanding. Um, the airplane probably won't fly home the at the end of the show. Probably won't fly home. I'm hoping it does not have spar damage. No. Yeah. yeah. I went. Uh, I took a ride down to check out this grass run, grass runway, this grass strip that they they've you know theoretically created this year. And uh, first of all, it's not nearly as big as I expected it to be. Um, it may or may not be the, what did he say, 2,100 feet? Something uh, like that was yeah. what I was told. But, uh, 21 I, by, what, 150, I think they he said. He said 150, and I'm telling you, it's not 150 feet wide. Uh, it's maybe 75 feet wide, maybe 50 feet wide. Is it's, it 2,100 feet long? That's uh, hard to say. I couldn't quite judge that one by just looking at it. But uh, Well, maybe it's not 150 feet wide. Maybe it's 50 yards wide. Yeah, maybe that's what he was saying, right? And it didn't look like a very inviting piece of grass to land on, quite frankly. We went over, Jeb and I stopped, uh, just on our way over here, stopped by to visit our buddy uh, Jonathan H., of uh, 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 Navion pilot, or used to be called Navion pilot. Isn't I, don't, it? I don't know how that's going to work. He no longer has his Navion, so we don't exactly know what he calls himself anymore. Now he's now he's uh, he's Pacer pilot now, you know, but... Uh, but we were talking with him. He had been trying. He had been thinking he might ask for that runway, that grass runway. And uh, what did he say? He said he didn't land on it. But why did he? I forget what he said. He, he, he said basically it's available if you need a grass. Ah, uh, right. It isn't like not optional. It's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. 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 So I'm not going to be able to use it in the dead. Right. Where but is this runway? It's down. Uh, sort of a, a, a. It's sort of centered on the approach end, the, the threshold of three six down at the south end there. And, uh, Does it have a number? Does it have an orientation? I don't know. There's a there's a sort of pseudo notum floating around. I, I didn't yeah, look at it to see how it's designated. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. So anyway, it's online. Yeah, I yeah. understand that one of the uses for that uh, runway is for airplanes that, for instance, have skids, right. so that they can come in and land and participate. That was the, in the big show. deal. That yeah. Yeah. Apparently, that's been a little bit of an issue with the vintage folks not having a, and a proper. Some of the older airplanes lack brakes, and it makes slowing down on pavement. 
even if they've got a tailwheel, slowing down on pavement is problematic. Problematic, but slowing down on grass is much easier, even without brakes. Yeah. So yeah. I thought all top brakes is just jammed in one rudder. Well, when we were flying quicks, we just put our tennis shoes down. So. <laughs> Craig, it's been a while since we've talked to you. How are you doing? What's going on? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing something really interesting this year. What's that? Um, it's about time. About time. <laughs> <laughs> We always do interesting things. We always do beautiful things. But it's actually this about year, art. this year we've been doing a lot of. Um, well, I don't know if you've followed on our website to yeah. start with. For those who are not the, familiar, tell us the name of your organization. Okay, our company is Scheme Designers, and we design paint schemes for aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done about ten thousand unique schemes, uh, including many uh, manufacturer schemes. In fact, Gretchen here was my customer when she was head, headed up Mooney several years ago. Um, but um, what we do as as an art company also makes us look around at the art industry, per se. And so one of the things we do when we distribute or share money with organizations that are looking for it is we look for an artistic bent. So over the years, we've supported music schools and art competitions for kids and all kinds of things that are sometimes unrelated to aviation, which is interesting. This year, we're sponsoring uh, two concerts, uh, classical concerts at Oshkosh, uh, at our booth. We have a duet with a uh, cello and a violin really? coming cool. to play. Cool. And then yeah. uh, there's a third adult who may, may play a little bit with them as well, which is Ian Fries, who you probably all know. Name is familiar. Uh, Tell us cool. who he is. Uh, Ian is a, well, he does a lot of writing, but he's a physician, um, flies at TBM, and uh, is a superb accordionist. Hmm. And he and um, these kids have played last year one or two little concerts in Oshkosh. So this year we're um, bringing the kids to our booth and having them perform a concert and publicizing it all over the place. And hopefully we'll get a nice little turnout. Very cool. Um, Very cool. When is that going to happen and where's your booth? We're doing two concerts. Uh, First of all, our booth is in the northwest corner of Hangar C. Um, So 3057 is the number. Uh, The concerts are on Wednesday at 11 and Friday at 11 Um, (laughs) a.m. And uh, they'll be about uh, between 20 minutes and half an hour long, depending Mm -hmm. on uh, audience response, I guess. Uh, They've prepared a really nice, uh, interesting program, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. That's very cool. Definitely, if if you're listening, come out and, and say hello and... While you're there, of course, visit us at Scheme Design. There you go, yeah, that's right. We'll put a plug in there, but that's how we... I, I have another question for you, but first of all, so we turned off the air conditioning because we were going to be recording, and it got warm in this room really fast. Why don't you pull the window open, all right? The worst thing that will happen is we'll hear airplanes. Oh, no, there may be airplane there noise. There may be airplane noise, I know, yeah. We'll, we'll bear up. On... Pop open now, too. Craig, I have to tell you, here's my advice to you, all right? My advice to you is if you're going to overload your airplane, you don't publish pictures of it on the Internet, all right? I saw a really cool picture of you on probably on the Facebook, all right? And on the Facebook, you had a big grin on your face because probably because finally we've got the airplane loaded and now we get to go, all right? But right behind the front seats, all right, you had stuff to the ceiling yeah. and to the sides. But it was all, it was all styrofoam. Okay, yeah. first of all, you forget this is a 210, okay? And there's space for 1,100 pounds of stuff in there after you fill up the tanks. I have filled that plane, and I've never, ever gotten it to gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all that stuff in there, I've got about 800 pounds of stuff really? in the plane. Yeah. And that's it. 
it's got a lot of volume and you need that you need the space but it's an amazing aircraft when it comes to useful load it has more useful load than my Cherokee my Piper Ants had even mm-hmm. which is pretty phenomenal and that plane didn't fly nearly as well with a full load as the, as the two tenders so yeah you can poke me in the eye about that but <laughs> I was legal and safe the turbo 182 I, I uh, went to that from the turbo 182 RG yeah. right yeah. so it's a turbo 210 that's a I, I think I found the ultimate plane. About the 182 being a little light on carry. Uh, a lot light, but also, I think I had a lemon because that 182 cost me more money than any plane has ever cost me in my life. I, I'm still in debt from it, How and much I haven't owned the landing gear. The uh, land, I had to replace a nose landing gear. No, it didn't break off, and that was ten thousand dollars just for the nose landing gear. Wow! And it's all because. Th- the very first owner never followed a service bulletin that required uh, a $100 little replacement kit for one part. When that part failed, the whole landing gear had to be changed. Pi- pilots are notoriously cheap. Uh, so I found out. Okay. <laughs> uh, James, come on around here. I want to talk to you here for a second. So you arrived uh, sort of late last evening. Yes. You had a little bit of adventure getting here from New Jersey. I, I did when I took off. Uh, the gyro was not fully spun up. Because but you didn't I, know that at the time. I didn't know that. You thought so, it failed. So kids, do your S-turns if you're going to take off on an instrument flight plan. Check your DG and make sure you're lined up with the runway instead of just setting the heading bug like I did, right. where I knew every time you leave Caldwell, New Jersey, instrument flight plan is always left turn 180, radar vectors to Solberg. So I'm chasing the bug. When am I going to get to 180 degrees? And they said, uh, Free Papa Mike, looks like you're going north. You're supposed to be going south. <laughs> so I was in IMC, and so I was flying around for pa- partial panel, and they're directing me where to go, keeping me out of, uh, out of traffic. And then they, you know, I'm fine, but they said, well, we're declaring an emergency for you. And they took me over and uh, landed on, uh, at Morristown about 40 minutes after departure, seven miles from where I left. Uh, Morristown, you've got Signature, you've got all these business jets, no avionics shop at all on the field. Uh-huh. And I'm calling my mechanics back at Caldwell, but I can't leave because it's still IMC, the ceilings are so low. Finally, I get back to Caldwell, and I think by the time I landed, the thing was all spun up, it was fine, and they, they looked at all the parts, and then they taxied around to make sure it's responding, and it was, well, it's good to go. So I did leave knew I couldn't get into Oshkosh before 8 p.m., so went into Fond du Lac, and you gentlemen were kind enough to come and get me. It was yeah. great seeing we'll, we'll see you bill for that. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 When we arrived, you were talking to some other local resident. Uh, some people had come in. I had gone into a parking place. Nobody but a couple who had come in, and they also had gotten here late, so they wound up there, and I'm parking, and I get this uh, on the radio. I get a call. Say, oh, I don't think you're supposed to park here. We just landed here, and we think they set those up to keep people out of those parking places. Now, didn't there was no you could just easily go there, but apparently they were hoping yeah. people wouldn't. So that's who I was talking to. Well, that's actually talking. not the local resident I was referring to. You were you were talking to another local. Oh resident. yes, so we're sitting there, and you folks had told me you're coming in a black car. So this car pulls up, and I and we said there's letters on the side, which yes. there are. It's a, so I, it's a sponsor car. So. Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? The sheriff came and talked. Sheriff to you. came here. He's very nice. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Came to check. 
uh, what's, what's your plane number? Nine or six, three, five. My, okay, well, that's why I'm here. I hadn't, because I was talking to those people, so I hadn't called to close my flight plan. Right, and right. apparently, they kindly come out, and this is what they do this time of year. They come out and they check aircraft if they get a call. Yeah, I'm sure you're the they, only forgotten I'm flight sure, plan. Of course, happened. no one else has ever done that. Yeah, that's never happened. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, we're pointing at Gretchen here. What happened? <laughs> No, I was just making a comment that Gretchen had to close the flight plan. She was kind enough to pick me up in Milwaukee, and we drove This is a personal flight plan, which I file with my uh, husband, and he files one with me as well, and we text each other when we, in fact, arrive at our destinations, regardless of whether we're flying or driving (laughs) or going commercially or what have you. And so we refer to it as And do the police come if you don't close it? No, police don't come. At least they haven't so far. So far. Randy, how are you doing? Great. How's things with the world's oldest 172? I, I, it's well. It's well. All right, it's not really the it's world's not really oldest. really the oldest. No, it's just the no, highest. It's, it's a high time. At, at one point, we believed it was the highest time. Has it been surpassed you know, now? Is that I, what it I, is? I saw an ad come across on the Internet for one that had 13,100 hours, which is a couple hundred more hours than... Uh, as James has termed the airplane, Methuselah. Yes. We, we can fix that. All it takes is some <laughs> You just yeah. need to fly more. Well, we, uh, you know, but... Uh, Still flying well? I, it is. It is. Uh, they're threatening to put more parts in it next year at the annual, so, you know, that's always a, a problem. But it went. It got through this year's and uh, reasonably unscathed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, um, I, other than the, the, the interesting story was coming back from the annual... Uh, we had had several days of, of winds that were gusting to 40 and above, and so I had left it in the, uh, in the mechanics hangar. It, uh, it was being annualed at a, at a different airport. And, um, and so got up one Saturday morning with the expectation to go pick it up and, uh, and thought I had gotten there early enough to, uh, uh, to beat the winds a bit. Uh, at the departure airport, they were blowing uh, straight down the runway, but, you know, gusts to 24, and that's really not a well, big deal. As long as you don't have to turn sideways to it, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, the, uh, the airport uh, where we're, where we're uh, based now um, has different runways, uh, and, uh, and the wind was now 40 degrees off the nose and gusting to uh, either 40 or 42, I forget. Uh, which is a little, st- it's yeah. a little steep. Which for, is right at VSO for a 172 or something like that. Uh, something like that. So you it, could take it, off let's, just let's, sitting there. Yeah, ultimately the uh, <laughs> I, I I managed to dredge up some technique that I learned from a from a uh, an instructor long ago and and planted it on the runway quite nicely um, and rolled about eight feet. <laughs> uh, and then you stepped on the brakes. Well, the issue with the brakes was that the airplane would not track down the runway. Uh, and that's the first time I had encountered uh, that much weather veining and, uh, uh, and really had to ride one brake uh, all the way back to the <coughs> hangar until I got into the shelter of a couple of hangars. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And all is well within is well. So did <laughs> they have to do something to the brakes? I mean, were they not adjusted properly? No, no, no the brakes were fine. It's the, the airplane was weather veining oh, uh, just because of the, the crosswind. Wow. Beyond, and, beyond and the runner's never, ability to keep it straight. Yes, I, I had never encountered uh, uh, 
that much difficulty uh, keeping the airplane, you know, uh, taxiing in essence uh, down the runway after. Uh, after you got landing. to learn what it feels like to have an airplane that doesn't have nose wheel steering. <laughs> well, yeah. at, differential uh, at, braking's how you do all your turns. Yeah, twelve thousand hours and change. There is not a lot of life left in the nose wheel steering of this one. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so today's Saturday. Tomorrow's the uh, the sort of unofficial opening, the so-called day zero, the first day that they're paying attendees. And uh, uh, we all looking forward to this. Anything in particular is going to happen this week or tomorrow, anyways? That we're no the cub. The Cub thing happens Cubs, at six thirty uh, in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, they're the talking about arrival. seventy-five J threes arriving at about six thirty. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to try and make it over there. It's, and uh, they were all pretty well marshaled. At the, why six thirty in the morning? I think to get in before the winds come up. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And uh, how about anybody else? Jeb, anything you're looking forward to no, here for just, tomorrow? Uh, just uh, um, looking forward to continuing to see the, the field fill up. We got. What, North 40 is about, what, 50%? I hadn't really noticed, yeah. to be honest with you. It's uh, slowly um, filling up. A lot yeah. of the group arrivals came in today. The uh, Who came in today? The, the Bonanzas. Bonanzas. Moonies. Yeah. Uh, and the Cherokees came in the other day. Yeah, and came in yesterday, yeah. Yeah, and tomorrow we've got, the as we said, the Cubs. That's and the somebody Cubs. else tomorrow. Cessnas, maybe? Or no, was that today? Yeah, that was today. I thought there was somebody uh, else RVs, tomorrow. RVs, I think. Yeah, RV, that's right. RVs. Yeah, okay. And the Air Cup. Yep. So uh, so things start really happening tomorrow, and then, of course, Monday is the official opening. So, uh, and, man, you just haven't lived until you've seen an airport hop like Oshkosh hops. Right. So we're headed out this evening for our annual and somewhat legendary sushi dinner, and that'll be fun. And uh, we'll probably report on that on another daily. But uh, but uh, we got to turn the air conditioning back on yeah, because it's, it's really warm in this room. Anyways, this is uh, UCAP Daily, uh, 2908 Bravo, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.